Welcome to Everyday Economics, a podcast that helps you learn about the economic world happening around you every day. I'm your host, Chris Krug, president of the 501c3 nonprofit, Franklin News Foundation. Everyday Economics is a production of America's Talking Network. You can check out all of our great podcasts at americastalking.com. To support podcasts such as this one, make your tax-deductible contribution by clicking the link in the show description. We're recording this episode on Friday, October 14th. And joining me, as always, is Dr. Orfe Divangi. He's a PhD economist. You know, this subject matter is a little bit different for us. This is not something that we talk about a lot, haven't talked about yet, and, and hopefully won't have to talk about much longer. But there was a story that published on the 13th of October at CNBC, and the headline of the story was, Treasuries Yellen says Russia's war has weakened its economy for years to come. I don't think that we have spoken about the Russian war in Ukraine at all. And we have not talked about the economic realities of war at all, directly. We've talked about it indirectly, because certainly what's going on in in between Russia and Ukraine affected things ranging from natural gas all the way to the fertilizer that we would put into the fields here in 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 the middle of America. From the story is an item, the GDP in Russia is expected to contract by 6.2% this year, and they're projecting that it would contract an additional 4.1% in 2023. Could you map this out for us, help us to understand what happens to an economy inside of wartime? It's a very interesting topic. I think we should definitely give credit to the Economist Intelligence Unit for their estimates and their forecast. Now, yeah, I mean, it, it just makes sense, right? The economy, I think people forget that the economy is about people and their interactions. Ultimately, we're hearing reports of young Russian men, right? Young, able workers, Russian, leaving the country. They're fleeing war. Yes. They're at the Alaskan border. That's fewer people. That's less talent. There are businesses, hundreds of private sector companies leaving the country, lost investment, international boycott on Russian oil will also hurt, right? Because one third of their economy is energy. Right. Nord Stream 2 and the the mystery of the exploding pipes. Of course, they're closing themselves away from the rest of the world. And we know, and I remember from my Paul Krugman textbooks, by the way, Mm -hmm. you know, Paul Krugman? No relation. (laughs) Our Nobel Prize winning economist who's uh, writing columns now at the uh, New York Times. I remember, you know, he wrote this trade textbook. Trade is a good thing, man. You cannot shut yourself away from the rest of the world economy and not expect severe economic consequences. And that's what's happening right now. I mean, I I saw a video the other day on, on YouTube about... A couple of young guys trying to recreate Starbucks. They literally have the same Starbucks logo. They're trying really hard, but how much of that can they really do? There's a reason why all of the largest companies in the world have come to the United States. Unfortunately, Russia Russia's taken a major steps back with this conflict. And of course, Ukraine is, is under extreme pain as well. We have to say that basically all of Europe and even the global economy is suffering from this. But Russia has probably taken the hardest hit. Well, and, and some might say that that's well-deserved. How does a country recover from a war? 
economically? How does that occur? What does that look like? How long does it take? It's going to take a while. Look look at what happened after World War II, right? It's going to take people coming back together. It's going to be there's going to be a need for trust rebuilding these trade relations. It's going to take a while. There's going to be a lot of major lack of stability in Russia for years to come. I think most of the region that's been affected, right? Ukraine same thing, you know. And unfortunately it hurts it hurts everybody. It hurts the world economy. It it hurts them most. But it, but it does hurt us, too. You could see it with food prices, for example. Exactly right. Yeah, I mean, it, it's not this is not simply localized to Russia or Ukraine. We're all affected by this. And I think it's been, you know, obviously it's been horrible to watch. It's tragic for the people of Ukraine. Absolutely. Um, I wouldn't call it fascinating for economists to look upon this and, and to try to sort it out. But I think it's been necessary. You know, in World War II, we gained World War II, we gained a, a lot. World War One, World War Two, we gained. We get a tremendous amount of talent in the U.S. from people fleeing Europe. Right. Again, America also has to look at its immigration policies. You know, are we taking in these people that are in need of of a new home? Right. Uh, It's a very interesting question. You know, Russia's loss can be someone else's benefit. But in general, just in total, we're all losers when there's a conflict in Europe. On that note, we'll call it good. Orfe, thanks so much. For Orfe Devangi, this has been Chris Krug. Subscribe to Everyday Economics and dozens of other quality podcasts at americastalking.com.